We respectfully acknowledge the past, present, and emerging traditional owners of the land of the indigenous people, the traditional custodians of the land where this podcast is recorded, and pay respects to their culture and identity, which has been bound up with the land and sea for generations. Welcome to Yans and Vibes. If you're regular, welcome back. And if you're new, you're most definitely welcome. You've missed a lot, but I'm sure you can catch up on our previous episodes. Here we talk about real life issues affecting Africans in in Australia and in diaspora. Today we have a guest who lives in Australia. She'll introduce herself later. My name is Dami, and I'm not going to be doing this alone because I've got the guys with me. I'll let them introduce themselves. Almost see proper intro. Can you introduce yourself? I'm taking this I don't need to introduce myself. You already introduced me. Anyone that comes after that me now, anyone that comes after that me is just gonna be Kenny first to lose. After you're done, you're done um, introducing yourself. I'm, I'm gonna let them introduce me because that high was just too much, bro. So, can you do your shit? Let them introduce me. I don't, I don't do any shit, bro. The only thing I do is in the toilet. But anyway, this is Kenny speaking. As usual, I don't have long introduction. There's too much to say. Um, how's everyone doing? Doing good. Everyone has been alright. Thank good. Dami, can you be quick? Let them introduce me, please. I think Kenny's done. So, buddy, do you, you want me to do the introduction? Yes, I, want, I, want, I, want, I want you to. I want you to um open the red carpet for me, so I I, I step onto the stage, you know, like as the big tiger that I am. Come on, Dami, come on, you can do this. Okay, hi everyone. In case you're wondering who that voice is, that's the voice of Buddy. Um, Hello. he calls himself Black Tiger. Well, uh, <laughs> What happened? No, you need you need to put the, the sexy black tiger though. Like oh, sorry, that tiger. one is for your wife, please. Choo! He calls himself black tiger. His wife calls him sexy black tiger. There you go. And you can't get the of him. <laughs> anyway, this is Buddy Becky Bello, um, aka the big sexy black tiger, aka <laughs> Echo to Toby, Echo to Sexy, Echo to Beautiful, Daddy AFJ. You know what to do. And um, we've got a guest with us today. She's a bit shy, but I reckon when she starts bouncing with us, she'll she'll she she'll loosen up a little bit. Um, we've got Sheila here, but I'll let her do proper introduction. Sheila, 
Stay the set for you. Alright, cool. Hi guys. Um, I'm Sheila. Um, Sheila Demetai, brother of Taj and Said. And uh, yeah, I'm new here. <laughs> That's it. Come on, Sheila. You can do more. We are glad to have you, Sheila. No pressure. No pressure. So happy to have you around, Sheila. Um, I started the conversation when I just met you. I I said Sasa, and like I wanted to learn a little bit of um. Swahili, Kiswahili, because yeah. that's how you guys call it, Kiswahili. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's how. Okay, all right. So, how does it go? If I say Sasa, you'd be like, "What?" So, Sasa basically means hi, right? Yeah. So you say "poa," that's like a slang. Yeah. Uh, so you say "poa," so P-O-A. Yeah. Or so, you say "nikopoa," means I'm okay. I'm okay. Yeah. Uh, so if you say "poa," means you're saying good. But if mm-hmm. you say Nikopoa, you mean I'm good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Nikopoa. Nikopoa. Polesana. Polesana. sana. Thank you very much. That's the only thing you know. I'm very sure, buddy. Me? Asante sana. Swahili word that just came to my head. Nico Apanje. Oh, <laughs> what does that mean? Is that a good word? I yeah, yeah it means I'm out here. I'm just what? outside. Yeah, uh, I'm outside. I'm outside. Wow, <laughs> you're so good. Danny, where did you learn all these words? Ah, please, you want to? You need to create a special episode for me if you want to know how yeah, I, mean, I actually learn these words. Come on, tell us about it. I'm not when going you... to drop it now. If you want mm. to now, you stay tuned. Sounds like spicy. Yes, peeled. On random vibes because I'll be spilling the tea. <laughs> wow, that's really impressive, though. You're not better. Yeah. Um. Sure. Uh, actually, guys, you know what? I forgot to celebrate my six years anniversary living in Australia because oh, wow. um, what's it called? Lockdown. You just like I, I just remembered like yesterday. I was like, oh wow, I've been here for six years. Wow. wow. And I have no position for it. <laughs> come on, come on. You're a doctor. So Dami's a doctor. Like, I'm not no, a doctor. Dami, you know, you're not the only one in that. You're not the only one in that uh, situation. Don't worry. There's a lot of people that don't have anything to show for it. Uh-huh. Kenny, they're not helping. Do this motivate not tell her that she doesn't have no, that, that's, that's motivation. That's motivation on its own now. No, uh-huh. that's, that's no motivation. She doesn't want to worry another sorrows. Is that what you want, Dr. <laughs> Dr. Dr. Dami? Thank you for calling me, Doctor. Yeah. Well, um, anyway, Sheila, how long have you been in Australia for? You said six years for you. I think I'll be six years myself in September 19th. Oh, September 19th. You yeah. came for my birthday. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Oh. <laughs> oh. 
Oh, wow. I would not forget, actually. I can't even forget this one. I feel like on my birthday, I'm just going to be like, why should I send me a number, actually? I will not forget. I'm going to wish you a sixth. Sixth year in Australia, yeah. So how has it been for you so far, though? Like, I know everyone has different experiences Um, um, moving into, like, a new space, a new country, new culture. How has it been so far? for you Sheila well 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 so um myself when I first moved into Australia I was I don't know if I should say I was young because at my age you know when he's young like we don't call that young in Australia anymore but to me to my parents you know and to everyone who knew me back home I was really young I was only 19 when I came here turning 20 oh wow Yeah, I think I was just turning 20, um, like the next year in March. So I came here in 20, was it? Was it 15? Yeah, I can't remember. 2015. <laughs> yeah, I came here in 2015, September. You know, a young girl straight from high school. I don't know nothing. You know, I never went to any um, university campus in Kenya. So basically, you know, I, I, I went to high school, like the boarding part of it. And then from there, I came straight to Australia. Like, I, I didn't go to any... I, I wasn't exposed as such, like in mm-hmm. any city or anywhere apart from my home and school. So, you know, mm-hmm. when I came here, I was young like that. And I, uh, at least my mom knew um, a few people here. Not a few people, but I think one person who knew another person. And uh, <laughs> Sounds I, like I, my story. <laughs> Well, Sheila, wait, did you move into, was it Melbourne or what, what state? Sydney, Sydney, sorry, Sydney. I mean, Sydney. Oh, yeah, yeah Sydney, oh, right. Yeah, I didn't even say that. Okay. Anyway, yeah, so my mom knew this guy who was in Australia at the time. I think my mom met him somewhere in Kenya, you know. And then, so this guy was apparently meant to pick me up because he was the one who was meant to look after me here. I didn't know anybody. I'm just a young girl, you know, I'm just like a baby, basically. My mom even didn't trust me, like my parents didn't trust me to come here. But because I was like, no, 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 I'm not going to go to any university in Kenya. I want to go out. I just want to go somewhere. Yeah, sounds like rich kid problem. Sheila. Sheila. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't have that privilege at that age to be like, I don't want to study. Should we send our account number? So Please, can I send my account number to you? Small money. So what happened was, um, when I was in high school, you know, I used to, well, it's a bit weird I'm saying this story, but when I was in high school and uh, my friends used to tell me about their sisters and their brothers who are in, you know, university and they're getting, um, you know, and they're getting all these sponsors, buying them things, you know, sponsors, right? Like, yeah, you know, sponsors, in, in like of, sugar daddy. Yeah, we call, yeah, sugar daddy sort of something yeah. like that. So they used to say about, um, you know, how they have the sponsors buying them things and this, this, that, and they're getting money, some are getting killed. So while I was growing up, like while I was finishing my high school, I was thinking, you know, I don't want to go to um, the university in Kenya if I have to depend on someone to give me money or to, to sponsor my life in high school, in, in, in the campus. So I was not telling my mom that, oh, my God, if I finish high school, I guess they'll take me abroad because I don't want to study in Kenya. <laughs> and they were like, it was it was like a mark. They were like, if you get this mark in your um, final year, then you're going to go. If you don't get it, you're going to study in Kenya. So basically, I was just, 
battered in books. I was always studying because I'm just thinking if I fail, I'm not going nowhere. I'm going to stay here. So lucky enough, you know, after my final year, I got a mark they wanted. So there was no negotiation. You already promised you're going to do it. So, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I was lucky enough, you know, my mom listened to me, though my, my dad didn't want me to go anyway, because, you know, my, my dad thought I was so young to be anyway, like, out of his sight. But, you know, somehow, my, you know how moms do, they will convince your dad in the bedroom somehow, mm-hmm. and then let you out there. So, yeah. <laughs> So I came to Australia, got this guy who picked me up at the airport. I don't Is even this know. guy, I'm interested. Is this guy that you you, you mentioned. Sam, <laughs> why are you saying this a couple of times? Yes, this is the second time she's saying it. She's going to hold on, you guys. No pressure. She's going to tell us about this guy. Yes, okay, tell, tell me about oh, this, yeah. this man. Uh, uh, this guy, my mom knew him, not me. Oh. You're gonna walk your way to telling us about this guy because we're all curious. Okay, I'm very, very curious. Like, okay, I'll be quiet now. Talk, Sheila. Well, yeah. So, um, anyway, so this guy comes in. Fact, on on the day when I was getting picked up, uh, they came about five or six people to go. It was like a convoy, you know. And me coming as young as I am, I'm just wondering and looking at everyone, and then this guy that he picked me up, I was like, wait a minute, what's going on? Wow, this is to pick me up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anyway, so they took me, you know, they gave me a room somewhere. I think I moved to Leeds. Oh, I don't guys know Sydney, but yeah, one for love here. And, um, yeah. You can mention, so they, you, you can mention this about, mention the area. Uh, it's, uh, called know. it's called Lidcombe. Oh, I don't so know. Lidcombe is, is it's, it's close to a place called Auburn, Sydney Olympic Park. If you guys have heard of Sydney Olympic Park, where all yeah, those races yeah. happen, all these, you know, big shows yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, so somewhere around there. So they gave me a room. And I think it was at night when I arrived. And then in the morning when I got up from that house, nobody was in the house. Oh, wow. So everyone had left. So I was just there, stuck thinking what's going on. So I rang this person and the guy told me, oh, sorry, everyone has gone to walk. Like, all of us have gone to walk. So in my head, I'm going to walk. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, wow. So literally, I just, you know, in Africa, when a visitor comes, right, you just stay around the person to entertain mm-hmm. them, you know, yeah. around. I woke up in the morning and there was no one and I'm thinking, wow, is this how we do it here? Yeah, yes. and then um, yeah, basically that was bad. I had that same experience too, Sheila. So when I came in at first, I was picked up. I hung out with my cousin's friends, and I didn't meet. But in mind your words, which one is picked days. up? Oh, cool. <laughs> that means you're trying to use something. I, I, this I, I is payback time, Sheila. The last time I was on talking about my own story, you need to have seen uh, the way they were just like drilling me. <laughs> but then you were picked up where on the road. <laughs> I was in the airport and um, I woke up the next morning and I couldn't find anyone. I didn't see my wow. for, for the next two days because it was working. <laughs> wow. Is that Danny? Yeah, that's Danny. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, you let me? I was like, I, I, I got to work. I, like, I, didn't work. I didn't know what you were expecting, but <laughs> I have to I work. Know, right? Find your You're own way. You don't know where nothing is. Like, you can't even reach for the sugar because you don't know where anything is. But no one is there to even tell you nothing. You got to cop it on your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so, so I should keep saying. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep going. I'm interested in this guy. <laughs> <laughs> is he single or married? Or was he he's married single now. Married? No, no, no. He's married now. He's was married he married now, then? Single then? At the time, he... I think he was seeing someone, but I didn't know until later when I was told, right? Hmm, this sounds interesting. Yeah. So you guys were in like a, a situation ship or something. No, oh my god, no. So what was the ship? What was the ship? Um, I'm pretty sure it wasn't a ship. Well, I don't want to make it a good ship. Sheila was in Tambus. No, no. Uh, well, I don't know. I think, you know, sometimes when people introduce it to people, and then you don't know anybody else apart from them. They sort of feel entitled to you, maybe that's how I should say. I agree. With yeah, you. So, something happened to so, me too. Because I came to learn later that um, this person told people that me and him were together when well, I didn't even see, know him. I you thought know? Um, <laughs> people when I was saying, "Tell me about this guy." I knew <laughs> <that. laughs> So, how do you guys talk the shit? Sorry. How did you guys start the ship? Because how did you define the ship? How did you label the ship? Is it was it like a condition ship or situation ship or or brothership or family ship? That friendship has that ship has sailed a long time. Well, that was that was friendship through connection. So connection ship. Connection. What kind of connection? I like this ship. What kind of connection is? How are you connected? Well, what? Ma- maybe I should say mommy connection ship. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, please. You guys should yeah. not start defining ships right now. I know. <laughs> the one that happened to me, the guy actually, he was the one who, what's it called? Like, they introduced me to as well. And after a while, he just, it was like, oh, okay, so can we just start something? I was like, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sheila, Nibo means yeah in my language, yeah. I was like, how? He was like, no, people are seeing us together and they think that we are dating, so we might as well just start. I was like, dude, wow. no, please. And the guy was leaving Australia the next month. I was just like, we just wanted to hit our run. Thank you very much. Keep moving. We wanted to start something in one month. I came in July. Just wanted to like, you know, have have a have a have a taste of you know and then you know just you know, you know, you know. I mean there's That's nothing wrong with having a taste but not with me though. Oh wow, wow. Yeah. That that's very spicy. Anyways, yeah, sure. So how did you settle in though? Did this did this person quote unquote friendship? Did no, he so... help you with settling in? Yeah, so because we were friends, right? And they thought of my mom. So you know how you respect the parents. Like in Kenya, you have to respect your elders. Like even if you don't know them, yeah. you know, you, you you literally have to help. Like they had to help me because he knows my mom. So this guy, you know, helped me create a resume. I didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't even have a certificate or anything. So so uh, I, I needed to go to work because everyone is going to work. I'm there one week in. You know, my sleeping pattern is still very confusing. Um, like when people are working during the day, I'm sleeping. When they come in the night, I'm awake while people are sleeping. It was so weird. So I sort of got used to the routine, like, you know, the, the time difference and stuff. 
And then, um, so this guy now enrolled me to to this um, disability and age care certificate thingy. Mm. So I started going to that because my school, I, I came in September and my school was starting end of October. September comes before October, yeah. Yep. So, <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> no, no, it happens. It happens. It's it's the lockdown vibes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I went to these um college to study this um disability and age care certificate. Did some um placement here and there, and then after that, then uh, this guy now created a resume for me. And then what's funny is when I was called for interviews, but because I didn't know nothing about disability or or uh, the age care. So all the interviewers that were interviewing me, he would pick the call and speak like a lady for me. So I could get a job. Wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. Really? He was yeah. like a referee. Wow. <laughs> wow, that's a they could, You know how they do, they do the pre-interview before the, you actually go to the, you know, the actual face-to-face yeah. interview? Yeah. So he used to answer all the questions. Like, he answered them about three, four times, and then I actually knew what's up. Like, I knew... When they asked me this, I'm supposed to answer that. When they asked me, I'm supposed to answer this. So when I now went for the actual face-to-face interview, I was so lit. Like, I just knew what's up. I was telling them everything. I even told them, you know, that I've been working here. I know this. Anyway, I ended up getting the job. I ended up getting wow. one, one two-hour job every day for five days. Like, five days a week, two hours every day. That was yeah. it for me. I was so happy I got a job. How long, hours, how long did it take you to, 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 to get that job? So I think I applied it, and then two weeks later I was called for either for the interview. Wow! And then when I was called for the interview, then I got the job, and then I did the the paperwork story for, for like two three days, and then I think I got the I literally started working three hours. I mean three weeks in, right? Wow! And that's then really when good. I started working three hours in, I I was sent to so this is Lidcom. They sent me to a place that is like half an hour drive with no train getting there and wow. I didn't have a car. <sighs> Still know, right? all our lives. So how did you how did you get there? So there was no story. buses. There was no buses to even get there. So I would always like beg the boys in the house, oh please can you drive me to work? So if one was home, I was lucky enough they would drive me. So it was a two hour job. Like I was working for one hour, but they would pay me for two hours because it was a bit far and it's only like one hour a day. So basically they're paying for two hours to compensate for the transport and, and, and things like that. So the boys would take me there, wait for me to finish my job and drive me back home. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I feel like Sorry? that's like friend that's really good friendship you had. Hold on, hold on. She hasn't she hasn't told us the catch yet. What were they asking for in return? It wasn't only one guy. It wasn't one guy. So this guy that, that my mom introduced me to, he's the one that was doing the interview thing for me, right? But yeah. then there were about four more boys in the house. So you lived so, in the house with five wait. boys? You lived with five boys? Hmm. How many bedrooms? How many bedrooms? It was, it, was, it, it was like four bedroom house, right? Mm-hmm. So, so the guy that picked me up, he gave up his bedroom for me. And then oh. he slept with the other boy in the other room. And you were not paying rent, yeah? Nah, not food, no, oh, no, no, nothing. Oh my god, yeah. she, she came into like, no, would you do me that? <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. She likes she like, she like a fine girl and she's got a little prospect. She's so, a your Instagram handle. I'm assuming. Oh, 
Permit me, Sheila, please yeah. say it yourself. I want you to say it yourself. So, so I want you to say why the boys were stuck. Go on. I, I should do what? I want you to tell them why the boys, why you think the boys were stuck. <laughs> so, um, well, the, because the cause of this guy that picked me up, right? Mm. Everyone else in the house thought that me and this guy have a thing because they think, mm. oh, okay, he's the one who knows her. So, Basically, they have a thing, but they can't see anything. But they still think, you know, maybe because of this is that, so they they can't actually make a, a sh- like be sure about anything. But they're just assuming. So they literally respected that, and um, okay. uh, so they did. They, they didn't, you know, make more than me or anything. No, so they just, you know, this is his girl. But I was sleeping in my own room, so excuse me. <laughs> and sometimes uh, did he come to sleep in the room sometimes exactly but didn't he miss his room and his bed no no I, I don't know i don't know he never told like he never because i'm new i'm still young so you gotta you, you gotta do something to actually divert my mind to that direction in the first place because Wow. Because, you know, he thought that I was really young. At the same time, he thinks that, okay, because I'm the only person he know, like, I'm, I'm, he's the only person I know, then maybe there will be something. But in my head, I just came to this country. I'm so ambitious. You know, I want to make money like you guys. So that was nothing, you know, in my head. So he, he didn't make any advances? He didn't make any moves? Um, maybe, yes, maybe no. I don't know how to say this, but it wasn't, it wasn't so direct. You know, wow. like he, yeah. he used to say things like, "Oh, we, you know, when you get a job, we can move in together." In my head, I'm like, "Well, Sheila, wait, are you that type of girl that if a guy doesn't actually open their mouth to say, I like you, I want to date you,' you feel like you're not going to see any of his moves as anything?" Well, because if someone's my friend, I will take friendship very seriously, and if you, if you. If you come really close to me, I will not think it's because of anything. I would think it's because you're my friend. You don't yeah. mind being around me that much because yeah. you're friends. But if you're not friends and you come straight to me and tell me you like me, then okay, well, we can yeah. look at that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Because okay. I, so, I wouldn't assume a guy would like me just because they're being nice to me. I wouldn't assume they want something else. Yeah, That's exactly. Me too. Um, Sheila, I didn't, do you know the band? A musician called the band? No. <laughs> No. Oh, you don't know Debunch. Debunch uh, is a musician. Is an artist, no? Yeah. Yeah. Is is yeah. In fair time. Find out the song called Mister Endowed. Endowed, right? Oh, mm-hmm. never heard about that. It's a nice song. Find out the song. But in saying that, I want you to just use that so everyone on the podcast knows what I'm talking about. So you see, you know when when Debunch was singing Mister Endowed. Oh, I can make you and out. It was it was Sheila. Why? Right. If you know right. what I mean. Come on, dummy. Come on. Can you already know what I'm talking about? I don't know, I don't what, know what you're about. talking about, though. Please. I don't know what you're talking about. You can try to elaborate and make us understand. Please, just make it clear. I'm not doing any further. Sheila. Oh, does it mean like I can make you and out? Like, like make you. I don't like that. Make up. What? Make you call me. Sorry, I'm actually looking at the lyrics of the song and I'm trying to get where you so are finding the song. So you guys, I can't on, find on. it. When when they say a girl is endowed, what 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 are we talking about? She's got like a nice upper body and lower body. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
so this is my guess why the guys won't drive Chila all the way to work, wait for it's her. Because her <laughs> <down. laughs> Oh, Mrs. Mendel. Exactly. You know, you know when you talk about um um Rwanda, we're not talking about Rwandese, Rwandan girls with a forehead and I was talking about something else. Yeah. Exactly. So Sheila, I think Sheila should be from Rwanda. <laughs> she just was born in Kenya. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone is telling me to come from somewhere else. Like in my job, people ask me, Sheila, are you from Zimbabwe? I'm like, no. Oh, you're meant to be in Zimbabwe, but you're just Kenyan Zimbabwe. Why? What kind of Zimbabwean? How are you asking why, Dami? Yeah. Kenny, can you elaborate, please? What do you mean? Kenny does not know too, though. Like, explain to me. I need to understand. Why people would think of Zimbabwe? She's like, me. What's your Instagram handle? Because all this conversation will be easier if you had given me. I'll just go straight. I know, and let me, check. Let me look at it. What's my Instagram handle? <laughs> it's Shanti95J. So for everyone, that's, for people that will be curious, we're going to post um, Sheila's picture and Sheila's Instagram <laughs> handle and all that on our socials. So you all can go see for yourself. I found her. You found her, do you? So now do you know what I'm talking Brianna. about? Rihanna. Yeah, that one. The one okay. and only. Yeah. Oh, okay. Huh. Bus lady, I see you. Anyways, all right, thanks, babe. Uh, we can see why she's endowed later. All right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, moving on to this gentleman's nice, um, show of gesture and housing you for for how long were you living with them, though? Oh, god, so what happened was, um. I lived with them in September through to October. And in October, somewhere in October when I started going to school, I think first week in school or second week in school, I met one of my one girl who literally became family to me. Like she was more than more than a friend. Like she was like a sister to me. So this lady came to me, tells me that, oh, she just came to just for a few days ago. She doesn't have a place to stay. You know, she 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 was um she was accommodated by one guy who wanted to take advantage of her, you know, and she doesn't want to go back there anymore. So so me and my Kenyan friend who were in school at the time were so upset. So I was so upset. I'm thinking, why would someone want to take advantage of you? You're just new here. You don't know nothing. You know, where is this, where is this house? Where is this guy that you're living with? Like, let's go and grab your things and go. I'm just new. I'm being accommodated, remember? But I'm telling this girl, that, look, where do you live? We just got to get out of here. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, so um so first of all, so the lady was Nigerian, right? And from all the Nigerian movies, oh sorry to say this, but from in Kenya when we used to watch all this after cinema, you see all these um things happening, witchcraft, someone running mad, you know. <laughs> the after cinema, I don't know if you, you guys watch after cinema. Sorry? Yeah, no, we watch a lot of Nollywood. Everyone watched Nollywood growing up, I think. Yeah, yeah so we used to yeah. watch that, right? So I come here, I said this, you know, lady, she's from Nigeria. I'm thinking, okay, wait a minute. Is it like a movie? <laughs> but at the same time, she, she looks very genuine to me. And I'm thinking of this guy that wants to get run to her more than, you know, what happens in the movie. 
So she tells me where she lives. We don't even know where it is because we're all new. I'm on the last speaker because I can hear myself. Yeah, it feels like I'm getting the echo. Yeah, it's better now. Yeah, it's better now. So um, she tells me where she lives, and then me and the other guy that we're in school together, and then with her, we, we go to her place where she lives with other guy that we don't know who it is. So she goes in there, we wait for her outside, and the guy is like, we're going to wait out here. If he tries to grab your things, I'm going to come in there. We, are, we don't know nothing. We're all new here. We don't even know about the police. <laughs> If, what if the guy calls the police and that's what you're going to do? So anyway, we were successful. She went in, she got her stuff. And then I now had to call the boys to say, hey, you know, I got a girl in school. She doesn't have accommodation. <laughs> it's, it's you, are, you have so much guts. They were housing you, you. you. And you're housing on a confidence. I'm actually going through Sheila's Instagram and I see why anybody would I I see why she has that confidence ah oh, girl you I don't know Instagram I don't know that's not why Chila, what's what? Instagram it's shanty 95j s h a n t y 95j no 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 but i have no Nine five J. Sheila, you know what's uh, gonna happen now? You're gonna have a lot of Instagram. Yeah, you're gonna have a lot of Instagram followers from here, and then you can pick whichever one you want. At least your account is private. You can just like exactly. Let me let you in. Who's this? This is Kenny. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh my God, this gist is interesting. I feel like I need a kind of beer for this. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. So, what happened when you called the guys? So, then, mm. so I was telling them that you know I have a girl. I had to explain the story in a very sympathetic way to not <laughs> make them say no. Mm. Right. So they finally said, "Okay, well, she's gonna stay with you in your room. It's okay." I was so happy. I told this girl, "You know what? Don't worry. I'm gonna host you." <laughs> so, you know, we got in the train, us and suitcases, as if we just came from the airport. You know, we go all the way to Lidcombe, get off the train. We had to walk because we didn't have money to get an Uber or, or a bus or anything. So we had to walk from the train station straight to the house. And then the boy saw her. She's a pretty girl. So, you know, no one can say no. Mm-hmm. So um, they let us in. So they're now excited to know more about, you know, the girl more than even me anymore now. Because, you know, they got someone new. But my friend, the girl, I'm, you know, this lady that I'm telling you about, she's, She's um how can I say this? She's very she's a nonsense <clears throat> lady, like she doesn't like any nonsense. So she'll speak to you what you want to hear, but after that it's you know anything else, she'll be coming to you really strong. So anyway, you know, we stayed together because I knew I now knew what's up with the jobs and everything. I was the one teaching her, telling her, Okay, this is what you do when they call her for interviews, I'll speak to I'll I'll speak for her like the like the way you know the guy spoke for me the other day. Yeah. So like like that, like that until you know she got a job. So we now got these disability jobs, one hour here, two hours there. But it wasn't enough because, you know, you can't pay your bills to that. But we, we could do, we could just get money for Opel card, transport here and there to go to school and back. But then we, we had to start paying school fees because it was a bad time to start paying fees, you know, apart from whatever was paid back home. So we had to now think of what to do. So we applied for a cleaning company. 
we have to we had to apply for cleaning jobs you know we were cleaning all these houses everywhere so i got this company called oh, i can't remember the name properly really but don't, it was a cleaning company don't mention huh? the name anyway <laughs> yeah yeah well yeah so, um, publicity yeah so we got this job and then what happened was we were getting paid so 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 the company pays us to say $20 for example and then they get $20 profit so basically we're charging the client about $40 and then we we ourselves pay the pay the company $20 and then leave the rest for us so what happened was the first job they gave me like the first week or two weeks they gave me instead of paying the company back i didn't pay them Well, you didn't know or you did that intentionally? No, I I I did that. I needed the money. I wanted the money. So how could I pay them? Okay. Yeah, so um I kept the money. So what happens is if you don't pay them for like a month, that's when they're gonna start calling you and facing on you and you know telling you things. So I used to make up excuses like, oh, I don't have cash on, I have cash on me, but I haven't got the time to go to the bank. I have to go and deposit this, this is that. But I had to save up that money because we needed to um move out and because now the boys were like so the boys now started asking us, Oh, so you guys, you know, start need to need to start paying rent now that you have a job or you start you need to start um what do you call it? But yeah, doing grocery shopping and this, 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 that. So the money was not enough to do all those things, right? So my friend, this Nigerian lady, she met another guy. Right? Nigerian guy. So this guy had another friend. Oh god, what a chain. This guy <laughs> had a friend who had a room. Who had a room to let for one fifty dollars every every week. Yeah, every week. For me and her. So these okay. guys were charging us, you know, like they wanted us to start paying, you know, more than that. But that's they wanted us to pay two hundred dollars a week and then do house shopping as well. So we didn't have the money. So this friend of mine asked the other friend to get a room for us. And then since we got a job, we went there, we moved in there, started paying these 150, you know, every week. And then we kept going like that. So but, you know, I thought you were a rich girl. What happened? Why couldn't you just, you know, buy a house when you got here? <laughs> Wait, Wait so I don't have the money. Wait, your parents were paying your school your your uni fees, yeah? Uh, for the first time stuff. So uh, right. okay. That's okay. all. The rest I was because my because this guy told my mom. But it's not hard to get a job here. It's so easy. As soon as I come, I start wow. managing everything and I start giving them money. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so my mom was so excited for me to start giving her money, you know. So she knew that I got it all. But you oh. know, coming here, everything was different. But why do people always make that? Like, I have no idea. Why would you do that? It's it's unnecessary, you know. Like, like why do they always make people feel that when you come here, you just get a job and then that you get the job? enough to take care of yourself and there'll be extra to send back home i just think it's just a very skewed perception of life here i know it's it's completely like i don't know if if someone had told me to be sending money back home the first two years i got to australia i'll be like what the fuck yeah we'll see even collecting money from nigeria me as a guy like at some point there was a point where i was all the money i brought from nigeria was finished and i just sat there i didn't know where i was going to get my rent from my next rent from i didn't know because i didn't I, I was i didn't get a job for like four months you know mm-hmm. i had to call my sister and then she she lent me two hundred dollars you know and then with that hundred dollars i was also sharing a room with my cousin and i paid half and then luckily 
I got a job. And I don't know if Kenny, if you can remember the, when I was telling you that I got a job um, with one um, Kenyan guy with the food truck. Yeah, 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 I remember. Yeah, so food that truck? was... Where? Food truck, where? In Melbourne. Was the guy from Sydney? Um, I can't... I, I don't want to mention his name, but, you know, I can't remember. No, he lived in Melbourne, actually. He wasn't from Sydney. But he, he oh, he lived have, in Melbourne, okay. Well, he, he not, but, and this, this was in 2020, 2014. Okay. Yeah, so like I struggled a lot, but for some reason my dad was paying my fees. I just wow. didn't want to I just want to ask him for money. So yeah. all the other money I tried to make, I tried to use it to pay. Um so you know how when you get here every year your school fees increases by I think it was seven percent. Mm. Yeah. But I didn't tell my dad that. My dad just yeah. assumed it was just the same it was just the same figure. But it was the seven percent was like every year was like maybe 1500 extra but because i came when i came i just did one semester my dad paid for and then the, the other semester was a new year and the money had gone up but i was paying that myself but that was like what two two five or something it wasn't it wasn't very much you know but i didn't tell my dad i don't think my dad ever knew that, <laughs> that there was an extra on top of it he just sent me the initial uh, fees and I, and I just paid the rest so it was kind of a bit easy because i wasn't looking for 16.5, you know? Uh, yeah. Guys, we're lucky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but you were the rich girl. So I thought I was even the mom and dad would pay for you. He's the guy that has gone to tell her mom that you get you be, you get rich by moving to Australia. I'm telling you. <laughs> there was not that much money, you know? So they yeah. were actually sending me here because I didn't want the hassle back in Kenya. I wanted to hassle here. It's better to hassle here than, than, than in Kenya, of course. But I, I like I didn't want the I didn't want to bother them. Like when I told mm. them I'm here, I wanted to be that independent. That you know I don't want to stress mm. them again about you know. It's a good daughter, you know, Sheila. I want to have you a child. know. <laughs> that was very considerate of my parents. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, I will mentor your daughter. Don't worry. Anyway, mm-hmm. yeah. So where was I? So uh, we moved there with my friend, and then. We kept doing the job. So it was December. It was December uh, holidays. And then this other guy that was my friend's friend had a, had a job opportunity in the city. And um, my friend was lucky enough because, you know, she's a friend. So she there was only one position. So she had to go and work there. So at least she got a job. I was happy for her. But me on the other side, I was stuck. I was still doing the cleaning here and there. When there's none, there's none. When there's any, there's any. I stopped working for the disability one because... It was only two hours, and it was now farther from where we moved to. So I didn't, you know, work for them anymore. So I now concentrated on this cleaning part. And then when the December holidays came, there was a lot of shows in <coughs> Sydney. Like there was, um, you know, all these whiskey, uh, festivals. I think Whiskey came in 2015 as well. Was it 2016? I can't remember. 20, nah, Whiskey didn't come until 2018 or something like that. Whiskey came in 2019, actually. No, yeah. 2018. Something like that. 2018, 2019 was when it came, not 2014. Yeah, but in 20, that was in 2015. Now I'm talking about, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, well, that was the band. The band was 2015. It was the band that was 2015. Yeah, remember that. I think I was here. Yeah. Well, maybe I didn't even hear about it because I was sorry. Yeah, I was just here. Yeah. So there was all these festivals happening, like the the um, what do you call it? All these Christmas festivals, mm. all the, you know, all these festivals that happen in Australia, like something in the Olympic Park, there'll be 
something happened. So there was this guy who had a food truck. And uh, because he needed so many stuff at the time, it's December, it's so busy, you know, people, children are on school holidays and everything like that. So they needed more stuff. And I knew one Kenyan who was working there, who introduced me to the, to the boss there. And then I, I finally got the job there. I, I was doing catering. So it was a food truck, you know, go there, you know, chop, 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 do this. Do you have to get like a certificate in food handling for that? No. No. In, they tell you what to do. You start doing it. They didn't. They, they didn't need anything. And then they were paying us cash. And then guess how much they were paying? Fifteen dollars an hour. Fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. 15. Pretty much. But, but did he pay you for every hour you did, or did he? Yeah, yeah. For every hour, as soon as you you clock in until you clock out, that's how much you get paid. Standing, oh. you know, the whole day, of course, doing things here and there. No breaks were very minimal here and there, depending on how big the shop is. Mm. But um, yeah, that was good though. I did that for the whole of December and I think beginning of January. So and was then, you a good person? Like, were you able to eat from the food we're serving and all that? Like, did you guys have breaks and all that? So he was a very nice man. Yeah. So he he would give us food. Like on your break, he would tell you go get a drink. You know, get water. You know, get whatever you want. Oh, the nigga. As long as you're not, you're not, you don't eat while working because it's, it's it's um health industry. What do you call it? Food industry. So yeah. you got to be, you know, all this cleanliness and everything. Yeah. The guy I worked with on the food truck, he was just a cockhead, excuse my language. <laughs> was just really? Yo, fuck. Wow. <laughs> anyway, I, so I, I our own was from Kenya. He was Kenyan. He was Kenyan. Who, like, he was another country who was born in Kenya. And that's a business here. So basically we spoke the same language. He spoke Swahili just like us. Yeah. And uh, probably he was just lenient to us because of that. I don't know. But he was just nice anyway. Yeah, possibly, but this guy wasn't, she wasn't, very, like, I didn't hear any good stories about him. One of my Kenyan friends also introduced me to him, because obviously I was looking for a job, but mm. he wasn't the best person. Like, he didn't, treat, he didn't treat me very well, you know, and I was, I always wondered why people just left him. But when I started mm. working with him, I figured out why, you know, he was, he wasn't the best person. Like, he felt like, oh, look, he said, just new people coming, coming into the country. I've been here for a while. I'm yeah. married, married to a white person. Like, do the shit that I've got, you know, like, he had, he had that, he had that superiority complex. Yeah. I don't know, you know how Africans, you know, sometimes they feel like they're better than you? Yeah. He had yeah. that kind of mentality and he mm. made us for, like, for those listening, if you're new to Australia, I would just say that you have to be, be very careful about where you work because mm. you have work rights and some people, because they know you're new, especially if you're a student, they try to Manipulate you. Uh, manipulate you. Take advantage of you. Take advantage of you. Yeah. So I think there's something called Fair Works Australia where you can find all your Yeah. As a. But um, you know, yeah. the thing is, because people are new, right? Mm-hmm. Just like how people was telling us um, that he did he did a job and he worked for the whole weekend and all they gave him was KFC and he was happy about it. <laughs> Are you serious? No, no, no. He don't. Please, please. I wish he was here. They gave him food in exchange for your hard labor. Yeah, they were paying. They were they were paying him in KFC. <laughs> what? <laughs> they give him what they coin give is that? What coin is that? Sorry. He was he was yeah. packing and cooking. They were paying him KFC now. So whatever, whatever work you did, they were buying KFC. Is that a currency? I don't know. Currency now. Wow. He was on the and you know, packing packing stuff, you know, and all they were giving him was KFC for the weekend. Wow. You know, so, but then again, because obviously he just got to the country, you know, and you know, ah, actually, actually, I think he was he was making some money, but it wasn't good money, so they were just 
The KFC was fourteen it with KFC. It was bottom with KFC. Yeah, I think the KFC was just something to motivate to motivate him to let him okay. Guys, don't let them cheat you. Please, what's the minimum wage? Minimum wage is when I came to Australia was eighteen dollars. But if you're getting paid cash in hand, minimum wage people got paid ten bucks, twelve dollars. Fifteen dollars. Wow. So I think I think minimum wage is now to to twenty bucks. I'm not sure. I'm not um, sure. Yeah, I think no, nineteen dollars. I think nineteen. Yeah, it's nineteen. Ah, uh, there we go. When I came, was it was eighteen dollars, seventeen fifty, then it turned to eighteen. It's twenty dollars now. Twenty dollars thirty-three cents per okay, Wow. Okay. That's that's yeah. that's good pay. So what what what? Yeah, twenty dollars. That's that's very good, isn't it? Yeah. In 2014, it was 18, it was 18, 1750 or something. Mm. 1750 then. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, so when we were paid $15, it was, it was, it was okay. I mean, it was for the start, but that was so much money for me. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know like, at first you think it's a lot of money, but until bills start coming in and then, all, like, I said, that guy also paid me $15. But with that guy, yeah, um, yeah. I would drive to his house, right? And yeah. I'll drive to his house from his house. We'll, on, we'll load the bus with all the food and all that. Sometimes we'll clean the truck first. I'll clean the wow. truck. I'll load, I'll load the bus with all the, all the stuff. Then we'll drive to the location. Right? Yeah. So when we get to the location, we'll not have to set it. You know how a food truck is? You open up, you set up, you start the, the, the calm gas and all that. You do, like, we're literally helping set up all these things. So I'm talking, I'm out of my house like 6 o'clock. You know, I'm, I'm at his place. Um, um, and I didn't have a car, my mind you. So like there was all this thing that I was doing, and by the time I should, I'm supposed to factor that in, you know. There was a time I walked with him from like I think six a.m. in the morning, and he dropped me off like I think eleven thirty or 12, 12, 12 a.m. at night. So, and, and all he paid me was I think a hundred and twenty dollars or something. I'm like, I think you can take, say for example, fifteen dollars an hour from eight to eight. That's minimum of twelve hours, right? But no, he paid me and he was like, no, because I gave you food. I'm like, what the, like, oh, because, sorry, because you're new and all that, like, you know? So he did that shit to me a lot of times. And there was a day, he said, I said, look, is that work and what are we doing? And he's like, okay, yeah, come, I'll find work for you. And I'm like, all right. I went there, he said, okay, I should wash his truck. I'm like, okay. You should I, wash his truck? Yeah, wash the food truck. And mm-hmm. if you know what it is to wash the food truck, you know, there'll be oil everywhere, there'll be big oil the grind it's all like so i need to take my time and he did that like oh we're wasting time because um you think if you elongate your time it will elongate your hour right i was mm-hmm. there for like i think six hours that truck was that filthy like i watched every corner and cavity of that truck it was that filthy and this guy paid me like i think 45 dollars because he said he didn't think i should have spent six hours i was drenched from top to bottom <laughs> sometimes you, you just realize that people like the, sh- the shit people like went through at first that that is exploitation of labor he should be join your union join your union which um, union which, 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 which union is there for, for watching the, the truck or for selling there's the, one the, the for the entertainment I'm sure there's one for the entertainment sector in the uh, hospitality and yeah there is but I, I said I hadn't worked for four months all the money I came with was finished I couldn't pay you my rent also you wouldn't have known that exactly. 
Mm. But that's exactly. why we have yarns and vibes there. Eh? When people listen to us, they can actually know that you can actually report your employer if you feel like you're being exploited. <laughs> no, seriously. Because <laughs> you deserve you deserve a very good um pay, especially if you put in so much work. How but you know what happen what happens is when you when you're new, right? Mm. And you don't have any other job anywhere else, you've tried everywhere, no one is employing you. The only one you got is Viva that is exploiting you. You think about reporting them and then you're like, What if I don't get another job? What if they fire me? What am I gonna do? That's your only hope, you know, left, right and center. You report and then you'll be anonymous, they would not know who reported. They would just come and investigate. That's what the labor is for. I'm gonna well, actually I have friends that work for the union and they always say that they don't you they wouldn't know that it's you that reported. Well, fair enough. If you're the only person that they employed, they would definitely know it's you. Yeah, so yeah, that's the thing as well. Yeah. But, so um how was uni while you were doing that? How did you balance work and uni? So what happened was so I was in um I was in a college. I was in one college in city. You know, when you come here, you know, the fastest way possible that was for us at the time in Kenya was for you to join just a college so you can get your visa real quick and you're gone. That was twenty fifteen, so it was so easy then. But now I think it's so hard to do it. Um, yeah, so so this college that I was in, it was only two days in school, but one day was compulsory that you're in class. The rest of the days you're basically, you know, on like uh, doing your assessment, and this. So they wanted only, I think they wanted more than fifty percent attendance. Mm. And if you do your assessment and you show up for one day, you're good to go. Mm. Yeah. So so it wasn't hard to 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 balance it because the other catering job was mostly on the weekends, because on like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So those were not school days. I was only going to school on Monday and Tuesday, and uh, my other cleaning job. Was I finished school about 2 p.m. in the letter there early, and then I'm booked in for one cleaning somewhere. So I literally finished school straight to the cleaning company and then go home. So I'll have killed two birds in one stone, you know, at the time I didn't have a car. So after I worked for this catering company for a while, I was able to get some money to go and buy my first car. But where the problem comes about is me and my friend, this Nigerian lady, we go, we buy this car, but I don't know how to drive it. Wow. I didn't know how to drive at the time. I didn't know how to drive at all. Like I had a license though. I had a license. Actually, Sheila, I think what you did was the best actually. Because someone like me, if I don't know how to drive, I wouldn't have gotten a car and now I still would not drive. So it's better you did it that way and then you ended up driving the car. Because you have to move your car, right? Exactly. Yeah, I think I can say I'm just a big risk taker, really. You yeah. know, I thought, you know what? The first thing to do is buy it. To drive it will, will, will come after. Because what happened was, I thought if I start driving someone's car, right? And I get into an accident or I hit some, someone's car or I hit someone or I fall the car, it's not mine. So that means I have to pay for the car that is not mine. To, you know, paying for whatever damage you cause. So, but it's better to do the damage in my own car that I know if mine falls, okay, fine, I don't have to worry about my car. I can worry about the other person's, you know, property damage, whatever. So mm, that's when I went to buy this car. And then my friend had to drive it home, of course. She had to be driving it, but she taught me how to drive. We used to go to, oh, to, to, so to nice. um, 
Yeah, we had to go to like all this very quiet above, and then she would teach me how to drive, and she would yell at me, Sheila, you're driving so fast, slow down, you're gonna kill both of us. Oh god, it was so funny. But yeah, thanks to her, you know, I learned how to drive. And then um so after I got my car and she was stable in her job, and then she now bought her car as well. Then we thought, okay, it's time to it's time to um to change our environment. So we now moved out from this house that we were living in, the one bedroom house, to a three-bedroom house that we got one of our other friends to come and live with us. So we were now living in each one, like each of us had a room. So we were just feeling like big, like especially me, I was feeling like a big girl, you know, I got here, I'm paying for my own room now, I have my own car. I just felt like <laughs> I've achieved it, I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Sheila, I wanted to ask you, yeah, um, what, talking about your friend, she seems to be like a very helpful friend and everything. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. can you t- tell us a little bit more about like your relationships, like friendships, relationships, the good ones? I mean, you've mentioned this one, this one sounds like a good one, or the bad ones that you've met along the way. <laughs> the situationships, yeah. the relationships that the, that the relation sailed without the ship or the ship sailed without the relation. Yeah. Whatever, whatever kind of uh, moment of relationship. That feels a bit embarrassing though. Come on. I'll just say it anyway. It's all bad. Tell us. <laughs> it's just very really embarrassing. So. When, Dami, when, Dami, when, Dami, when Dami did her, so we did this with Dami at first. And yeah. Dami, was, Dami was a bit shy at first, but after a bit, she, said, she opened up and she started telling us how people had to eat at work. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> just talk to us about like your experiences with men and women. Like if you're into women, tell us. If you're into guys, oh tell us. Whatever. Just give us the, the tea, you know? Well, so, um, well, well, while I was still, well, I think we were still living in the other room, in one of the rooms, one of the houses, we went to a club. First, mm. this way I had never stepped my foot in any club in my life. Oh, wow. Not in Kenya, not anywhere else. So when I came here, my friend was telling me, let's get the club, this, this, is that. So I, 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 like our other friends of ours who are going too. So they were like, okay, we can tag you guys along. So I'm like, I'm never going to a club. What am I supposed to wear? I see people wearing booty shorts and, and boots and, you know, looking like this, like that, doing their makeup. My, I didn't even know how to do my makeup myself because it's not, it's not something I've, I've been doing. Wow. And my friend, you know, made me up. I was popping and then he went to this club. And then I met a guy there and the guy was a DJ. He's not here anymore. Okay, no. that even makes it easier to find. All right, keep yeah. going. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I met this guy, you know, with same numbers. He tells me, Oh, you're new here, yeah. If you want to know a few people, you know, you gotta know me because I know many people. Mm. I'm gonna take your number, I'm gonna help you oh, out. Hey. Uh, I like that guy. Oh, well, <laughs> lines. Lines. If you want to know people, you have to know me because I know many people. Hey, that that what, what, is this guy as Kenyan as well? <laughs> no, let me not say more than that. It doesn't matter where's he from. Was it Kenyan? He's Kenyan, yeah. Oh, well, I don't know guys. Guess what, guys? I swear, oh, it sounds like something like Nigerian guy. Yeah, I was gonna say it sounds sounded like what a Nigerian guy would say. 
Yeah. I had been here for like for about two years mm-hmm. earlier than me or three. And he's saying that he would know everyone. People, sound like what people. you want to say. He knows people, so if I know him, I'm good to go. Ah, oh, okay. okay. Well, I guess I'm good. So I took his number, and then after a few days, of course, we we talked, we talked, and then we went to Woolies. So one day, you know, he was going, so he was going to cook for me. He came mm. pick me up. He went to Woolies to do some shopping. And then he told me, okay, you sit here and wait. I'll be back in a minute. And he went to Woolies to shop. And then guess what he comes with? He comes to the flower and then kneels before me and says, hey, she love, would you be my girlfriend? Oh, <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh. Like oh. Tell me, tell me, tell me you are blown away. Blown cock. Please, 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 please. Don't even I'll just take the flower and use it. Dummy, dummy, dummy. The ground. Dummy. Before, the before you came to Australia, you were on the streets. Like you knew what's up. Well, how we so all knew down? You just met the person and you're asking them to be your girlfriend. Like no, 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 no. They, 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 they've known each other for like a week, have you? I think no, it was I think it was about two weeks, maybe. Yeah, That's so not even your style. That's the Kenya style. The guy is a lover boy now. Okay, okay. So what did you say, Sheila? What did you say? See, you know the issue. You've been a, a lot of bad boys in a lifetime. You're a lot of Nigerian bad boys. So yes. you don't take you don't take love and um not love, sorry, not love, like those I don't people. take love, you're on the right track. Affection is expression is I don't take love, yeah. So um, <laughs> this, um okay, keep talking. <laughs> so wait, so it was in front of Woolies, right? So there's so many shots behind me, people are just going with their prompt and their trolleys, and I'm just sitting there with someone kneeling. <laughs> the bride thought he wanted to propose to you to marry you. Yeah. Oh, he put you in a very tight corner, girl. <laughs> so people think he's he's proposing because he's kneeling, right? And yeah. he has clouds on him. So everyone's just looking at me, you know. And then because out of embarrassment, I was so young still, I had to say yes. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, he he gave me a hug, and then I was like, let's get out of here. So he left. <laughs> we, we left. He cooked for me. I ate. You know, it, it, it was, I don't know. I, I don't know if I should say it was nice. Maybe because I was young, and I didn't even know anything. I didn't, you know, I had never, I didn't have a boyfriend before like that. I just came from high school straight here. It was so strict in Kenya to have any man, you know, around you, because the parents won't allow it. You know how it is there. Mm. Yeah, so this man swept me under my feet. You know, I was all in the cloud. I was wow. so happy. You're about, about to eat breakfast. So in, in, in Nigeria, no? there's something called, like, when you, when you have your, your, your heart break, they say you're eating breakfast. So what that means is everyone's going to eat breakfast. It's to get to you. Like, it's turn by turn. You're going to eat breakfast. So this Who guy... Who said you had break now, buddy? Why are you jumping the gun? I want to start you. Buddy knows how to jump the gun too much. Ah. Okay, go on, go on. Please tell us your love story, I think. <laughs> so, um, oh God, it gets funnier, you know, it gets funny along the way. So, this guy was a DJ, right? That's the only job he had. I think DJ. he was just doing, yeah. yes, so. So, sorry, before you continue, wait, there are some professions that you should I'm just like, imagine if there was COVID, you literally would not have work. 
if if someone if if I know someone that's dating a DJ, I'll tell you, DJ. <laughs> There's, you know, you know there is um there is stereotyping in some oh, professions God. that if you have some if if, if you dating someone in some professions that there is always a there is a high probability of some uh buhehe going down. She knows. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I to me, I don't know, I don't even know how much. Must be a a a mafisi, a fisty. He was a fisty for sure. Well, he was. But who who was I to know? I was only. I, I don't know. I think I was just naive, still. You know, I don't know my. Yeah, I wasn't exposed like that. Yeah. So anyway, you know, that was that for me. And then, after a while, he wanted me. So this is before we moved into our three-bedroom house with my friend. I was still living with her. And then this guy comes and says, "You know what? Ah, uh, because you know we're girlfriend boyfriend now. We can move in together, hmm. right?" <laughs> so, <laughs> so he knew he knew that both of us were looking for a house to move into anyway. But so he thought telling me that we should move in together was gonna, you know, was gonna make me think, okay, yeah, makes sense because we need to move anyway. But well so I was sort of I don't know how she say it. I was fifty fifty. I was I was in, I was out. I was in because I was thinking, okay, well, He's a DJ. He's gonna pay for the rent. I don't even have money to pay, but I'll just stay here. He's a DJ. Where is it to go? <laughs> listen, listen, listen. You know, back then, listen. Back then, there was a lot of events every weekend. So he used to go and DJ every weekend. So he used to get. I don't even know how much money he was getting anyway. But I was just thinking. And out of my small mind, then I was thinking, yeah, he got yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry, I'm not gonna judge. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. but but um. But at the same time, I didn't have a stable job myself. I have a job here, I have a job there, but it's not as stable. So I was thinking, okay, what if we now move in and then I lose my job? What's gonna happen? How am I gonna cope? And then I told my friend, this is my this is my Nigerian friend. Oh my god, you should have heard what she said. She just told me that she like, if you move in with this lazy guy, don't ever talk to me. <laughs> she called him lazy. <laughs> in Nigerian. Why would you call him lazy? Because he's a DJ. <laughs> Why did she call him lazy though? Because because that was the only job he was doing, and he wasn't doing anything. So Monday to Friday, he was just sitting at home doing nothing. Picking me up like that, like that. But, but and then, I know DJ. Yeah, what No, but so, so, Kenny DJing over the weekend, even if you are DJing Friday, Saturday, Sunday, right? Yeah. You can't make that much money. <laughs> I know guys who make up to thousands like over just, a weekend. Yeah, playing on weekends. But the thing is, it's not just playing in the clubs and stuff. They still, you know, they get like gigs like weddings and stuff like that. But it's not regular. No, see, that's, that's different. It's not regular. It's not, it's not regular so yeah. Yeah. And then and then he was just how to how that's lazy. You know she's an Nigerian girl. She was just sharp. She had been because Monday to Friday, you're chilling in your house. And then inspiration for songs to spin now. Oh yeah, true though, true though. Yeah, you because you have to like you have to do research and stuff and listen yeah. to you know. You have to listen music. to all the songs. You have to make yeah. songs. You have to yeah. know where to put <laughs> that, the yes. that's fair, no? so that takes friend, that takes hours. Friend, yeah, yeah. My friend was like a big sister to me because she's a bit older than me and she's been you know through university and all these things. So she's experienced it all. She's here to tell me what's up. So myself, I'm thinking, you know, I'm all in. I'm right here, not going nowhere anymore. And told me, Sheila, look, this is a dumb decision. You cannot move out, and if you do move out to this guy, that just forget about me. Just forget you ever knew me. 
So I, I started my thought about it actually. And then I, I said to this guy, no, you know, we're not moving in together anymore. You know, I got to go with my friend. I got to find a job. And then we can move in later, you know. Mm-hmm. It's okay. So he took it all, he took it all right, right? And then there's a time I was taking him to the airport because I was going to DJ in Adelaide. And then apparently he had a girl there that I didn't know. And then I came to know about her. And then that was it. Finished. No more. Relationship finished. He had a girlfriend where? In Adelaide. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lost. Sorry. <laughs> girlfriend. Ooh, I was waiting for this moment. <laughs> Sorry. Had a girlfriend where? In Adelaide. Wow. Did he buy a flowers too? This guy. This guy now. No, he wanted someone in Sydney as part. That's his okay. base. Then know, Adelaide. When he travels to Adelaide. Every state. Di- <laughs> Every state they go to the wives there. <laughs> so that someone you're, you're spoiling it for you guys. You're spoiling it. No, I'm not spoiling anything now. But I, I know people. I know like allergies back in Nigeria. That, that in Nigeria, that you know, they go to different states, and in different states, they have different wives there. So maybe that's what he was trying, planning to do. With you. Like, you will be the Sydney, Miss Sydney. He has Miss Adelaide. But you are the you are the housewife though. Like you're the number one though. Yeah. You're, you're where it is. So don't stress too much. Why why did you break up with him though? Because he had a girlfriend and he didn't tell me. Well, you, were, you, were, you were the only person in Sydney, so you still had the post. What's funny is now what's funny is everybody else knew about the one in Adelaide, not me. Oh wow. Oh, really? Because because even how I knew it was from another friend who came to me and said, Oh, I just saw this so and so and so with so and so and so. You know, he went to see his girl. How is he doing? Because if they thought we are friends. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> I can't I can't even... <laughs> what, what to you telling you about the person going to see your boyfriend his other girlfriend. Not that girlfriend, yes, I was so heartbroken, you know. My poor heart was that broken. I was like, you know, I went again and I cried to my friend. I said, look, this oh. guy, he has another girl there. <laughs> and my friend told me, see, I told you. I told you. <laughs> so that, that's called hot breakfast. They gave you hot breakfast. Premium breakfast. Oh, was breakfast. Hot. Salad. That was harder than I expected. Sheila, are you I dating anyone at the moment? No. Um, so, Are you open to relationships? Yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What do you have for me? I'm talking. Danny, uh, are you trying to... That, are, that you trying to... <laughs> Sorry? are you into girls now? I'm, I'm, I'm lost. Am I into girls? Is that... The... To... Ah, who said that? No, I'm just asking for a cease. Like, it doesn't matter what I'm into. Oh, wow, okay. Danny, what are you into? What is it me now or Sheila we are talking about? No, I don't know no, what no, I mean. No. I'm into I'm into my books at the moment. There's a segue. Don't know what are you into because I'm I'm, I'm, in- I'm-, <laughs> <laughs> I'm into my books, fam. <laughs> so for 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 single hardworking men out there, it yeah. doesn't matter where we're from. Um Sheila is single and apparently Dr. Dami is single as well. Wait, so, but yeah. I'm not graduated though. Like do you so, realize that? So y'all we're about to put you guys on on this podcast. Yeah, we're gonna put um, we're gonna put we're gonna put um, Sheila's we're gonna put Sheila's Instagram handle. Um, <clears throat> one guys that have money, Sheila, right? Huh? Yeah, well, they better be they better be stable. They better not be DJs. 
So Dami, they are better not be full-time DJs. Please, no offense, because I have a lot of DJ friends. So Dami, that Dami, what well. do you want? Do you want uh, professors? No, no, no. Let me not even talk about what I want because uh, it's stressful to find. <laughs> so, I just leave it there. So as I was saying earlier, um, you know, whatever happened happened, and it didn't continue anymore. So basically, if you know, I'm gonna find a man in the next in the near future. You know, they're gonna be different from a DJ. You know, <laughs> so no more DJ. <laughs> <laughs> from, from a DJ. <laughs> what if a, what if he's a DJ on the weekend and he has a ninety-five job? How about that? That's being street smart, you know. That's being smart in another way. As long as you have, as long as you're stable, doesn't matter what you're doing. Actually, I'm just saying that because my poor DJ was just doing um his DJ job and nothing else at all, which uh, was a bit ish ish. But um. Yes, as long as you're you you you're mentally and financially, I mean not financially stable, but you just know what you're doing. So financially stable is still a thing anyway. But you know, if you know what's up, you know if you know how to chase life in both directions, then we're good to go. Uh so is that because um you're quite entrepreneurial yourself? Is that why you want someone yeah. that can match your standards? Literally, because I feel like um I feel. I, I think I'm a street smart, not a book smart as that. Think so? I like to read Are you, too much, you, you, but I think I, I am. You, you flowers and you said yes. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me with my flowers alone, okay? That was before Willie's in front of everyone and the camera too. <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah. Out, time you were telling me about, you know, you having a small business that you've started. You can just, you know, talk more about that. So maybe... The boys that want, or the men that might, that might want to have a chat to you, they'll know that. Gonna... Yeah, they will, they will know how to step up their game. So what happened was, as I was doing for my catering business initially, for my uh, catering boss initially, you know, one day as we were just talking around, because because what happened is I advanced from that job from being just a normal, you know, staff to to doing the managerial position in that um, business of his. Uh, you know, okay. handling the cash and opening the shop and managing stuff. So he got, he sort of got my trust and he was now uh, on a random conversation. He just asked me, Sheila, you know, what um what is it that you want to do, you know, in the future? You know, what what, what do you want to be in this Australia? Because we are this, this is how we are. We came when we were uh, very low. We didn't have nothing. And here we are. So what do you want to do? And then I thought, well, if the food industry is this good, but I think it should be nice to venture in this. He said, yeah, if you if this is what you want, then I would help you, you know. All you have to do is get a food truck, you know, do this, do that, and then we're good to go. So what happened was after one show that we had, you know, I had some money and I bought um, a coffee truck because I was so much into coffee. I did my barista course. And because okay. I had managed one of his barista, I mean, his coffee shops before, so I knew what's up there. So I bought a coffee truck. Wow. What okay. a coffee truck, girl. Yeah. I need to visit Sydney, actually. So you can drink all our coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I can make I'll it pay for house. it. I'll pay for it. <laughs> so uh, what happened was I bought the coffee truck sometime in 2019, early 2019, right? And then what happened, I bought the coffee truck in 2019. Something happened. I traveled to Kenya. I came back. I continued my business a little bit. So I was doing um shows here and there like i had 
all this food. I, it was just a small thing that I just started because I wanted to get into the market. So uh, it was just the beginning. So we had all these football players playing in fields. And, and uh, so I would take my truck there, sell them coffee and some snacks. I would put my truck mm-hmm. in the highways for those early people who would go to work in the morning and they need a coffee on the road, you know? So wow. I would just do that. I just did that for a while until December 2019, I went to Kenya. And then I came back in 2020 in January. And then I, I was just about to go back to it again. Then COVID struck. So when COVID Ooh. struck in 2020 March and they closed everything, including the restaurants and, the, and uh, all the food and anything to do with food, I thought, well, I think this was a bad move. It was a good move initially because I thought, you know, food is something that people will continue eating. They'll never stop eating. So basically, yeah. food is something that will never stop. But looking at COVID coming in, it made me think twice about the food industry. I was like, okay, well, it can actually stop. So I had to sell my coffee truck. Wow. It, it wasn't beneficial anymore. It was just packed there, doing nothing. During COVID, who bought, who bought the truck during COVID, though? So there was this business company that sells coffee trucks, coffee machines, uh, mm-hmm. you know, all these equipment. So they just bought the thing in one go, like the whole truck, because it had the machine inside and all these equipment to use in the, in the barista. So I sold the whole thing and I was lucky enough to find a buyer. So it's a big company because they knew that after COVID, they're going to sell it. You know, so yeah. it's a company. They're not looking for money. Like they're not looking for quick money. They were looking for long-term yeah. money. They're yeah, they're just having stock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> So the truck was gone. Now I was back to square one, thinking, okay, what's next, Sheila? What should I do? So I was back in my disability job because, you know, the food industry, my boss was closed. They wasn't doing it anymore. I had to apply for more companies. I kept doing it. And the thing about me is I love to care about people, really. Like, it gives me satisfaction to know that I've made someone's day. I make someone happy. So I, I, I kept doing my disability job, kept knowing many people. I, get, I got connected to a couple of people. So the guy that I bought the coffee truck from, he was Lebanese, right? And okay. he, he, he built a very good relationship with me because he's the one that I was going back to asking him, okay, so where do you get the cheap um, uh, coffee beans? You know, where do you get your milk supply? Because my other boss was big already, so I didn't worry about that because he was so big and he was getting his supplies wherever he was. So it was so expensive for me at the time. I was mm-hmm. now focused on this guy who was already doing the coffee in the street because he's the one who sold me the coffee truck. So I had a very good relationship with him. And after like a few months, he got back to me and he said, Sheila, what do you think about, because now you're in the disability industry and you sold the coffee truck, of course. What do you think about um, uh, getting into the disability sector? I was like, well, in my head, I, want, I have wanted to do this, of course, because I, I, like I said, I love to care about people. And then I thought to myself, you know, what is it, like, what is it that I really love doing? You know, and how can I do that in every aspect of my life? And I thought, yeah, because I cannot serve 10 people with only myself. If I start a company, it should be better for me because I'll feel like I have satisfied many people in one go. And in the long run, you know, my legacy will, will remain. Mm. So, so um, yeah, so that's how I ended up, you know, thinking about starting a disability company, thought about, you know, the, in, the do's and the don'ts and, the pros and cons and everything. And then mm. finally, you know, I, I, I opened one. And Wow, congratulations. How is that going? Thank you. It's going well at the moment. It's just the start because we just started it. At, I think I just started it beginning of, end of last year, beginning of this year. So mm. we're still new. We're still very new, but, but it's something. 
it's something leading to something big. And at, at the end of the day, you know, I've helped someone and I'll keep continuing helping people. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy about it. So and I'm making money as well, though. You're making, making money, money as, well. as well. Exactly. So you guys have, mm-hmm. I've heard if you're in Sydney, Sheila is uh, single. She's an, <laughs> she's an employer. She's got money. So <laughs> you need to know. If you're, Sugar if mommy vibes. If you're looking for if you're looking for a job, you can let she, um try to apply to Sheila. She Listen, she might employ yeah. you. Yeah. If you're looking for a wife, well, the standards. So uh, <laughs> I'm looking for sugar mommy. No, 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 I cannot be mommy anyone. <laughs> sugar mommy vibes. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, oh Sheila, that's that's good. I think you're you're living the Australian dream. Have you gotten your your um your residency? Yeah, I was lucky enough to get it last year, November. Okay. I think during COVID, you know, I think COVID triggered everything. And because they were just giving, giving, giving. So I was just lucky enough to get mine as well, thanks to my lawyer. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah. So she, like, you seem to have just, I know, went through the right path. Like, I think that's one of the good things about in Australia. If you come in and you, you have people to, like, tell you. Connect to you, connect Connect you. It will, mm. it, will really, it will be really, really helpful because there's a lot of people. I met someone today. He's been in Australia for almost five years and he's about to go on another student visa. That's how hard it is. Wow. Hard. Yeah, like, so a lot of times some people just come in and get into I don't, I don't think easy, but like, they had the, the right connection. So it's, they'll think, oh, it's, it was easy. But by the time you hear other people's stories, you'll be like, oh, wow. I think shit is really going down. Really, as much as I was young, I think when you come to this country, because it's a very open country with different, you know, cultures, it's very diverse. So you, you're going to mm. know what you really want, you know, at the end of the day in your life. Because you don't want to be studying all your life or you don't want to be, you know, doing the same thing all your life unless you really want to. You know, I guess it's about knowing what you want and just being out there, like being open, being able to make friends, you know, ready to learn and um, getting connected because, you know, the more people you know, the more things you know, right? Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. Um, Dami, are you there? Yeah, I'm here, I'm here, I'm listening. Dami is um, soaking all the knowledge. Yeah. She's she's taking notes. (laughs) I'm taking, how did you know I was taking notes, buddy? (laughs) Because it's you, Dami, I know you're always taking notes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Ah uh, yeah, look, Sheila, it's been really good to have you on. Yeah, you thank you for You've given us a lot of funny, funny, funny gist. Yeah, uh, girls, stay away from weekend DJs. If it's a DJ, <laughs> on the weekend, you've got a full time job, bro. That's good. But if you're a DJ, that's stay bad energy. Let it stay far away from me. Exactly. Because you never know, you, you might have another wife in, in Adelaide or maybe Western Australia. So. Oh, no, I don't want any more DJs, please. Thank you very much. <laughs> no more DJs in my life. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Sheila's going to share, well, she's already shared her Instagram handle with us. Um, we're going to put, put, put it on our socials as well. So you guys can follow Sheila, follow Dami, follow Kenny, follow Yans and Vibes. That's the most important thing. Uh, socials is Yans X Vibes. Follow us on all socials and send us fan mail. Like we're gonna read them out so people can hear them. Send us funny stories about your DJs in your life or oh, 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 your <laughs> connections and your flowers. Let us know about all these stories. We, we want to hear them. Um, I think our fan mail is um, yans yans and vibe. 
Can you what is it? <laughs> Yans and vibes at gmail.com. There you go. Um, so um we're gonna be signing out here. Thank you guys for listening. And um this is gonna be our last episode for the season. Yes, we're having a end of season. This is so this is the season finale. Um we should be back in um six to eight weeks. Yes, thank you for coming for us. We've tried it. So this is the first season of Yans and Vibes. We've yeah. tried it. This is our season finale. Thank you, Sheila, for being on our season finale. And we should be back so in uh, six to eight weeks. And hopefully we can give you guys premium content like we've been trying to give you. And this was our first season. So it was our starter season, our tester season. So excuse us for little, you know, mistakes here and there. You know, we're trying to get better. And we're going to come back better. Promise. And yeah. That's it from Badi Bich Beluike, the sexy black tiger. I could talk to little beautiful daddy AFJ. Dude, you're not going to bring this intro to next season. It's going to stay. That's, that's, that's constant. You know? I'll look that's for my own intro. Thank you very much, Badi. Thank you. I'll let you guys close up now. That's it from me, guys. Drop the mic. All right. From me, Dami, I'll see you guys next season. Um, looking forward to premium content then. Love you all. And from Kenny, thank you very much, everyone, for listening. We do appreciate you all. Um, thank you for your support. And um, like Buddy said, we are going to try to improve things um, in the coming season. So thank you very much for being supportive. And from Dimeji and Victor, they're sending their love. They're busy. They couldn't join us, but You'll be hearing from all of us in the next season. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.